people of the sea, are you ready? It's part two of the recap of the Always Be Booked Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise coming at you right now. Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live From the K-Compound Down here in Northeast Boca Raton, Florida A.K.A. South Florida, A.K.A. SoFlo, in that little, little piece of land tucked neatly between West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale, A.K.A. Fort Slaughterdale, A.K.A. Fort Lickerdale, however you want to do it, man. Uh, I just got off the phone with a couple of superstars. We got Doug Parker in the mix. We got Scott Stevenson in the mix. I called them by six different names. I was so excited. Uh, Carol weighed in a little bit. We heard a little bit of her, but not too much. Um, whatever. But Scott did a great job. You know, Doug's a pro. Scott did a great job, though. Scott was uh, not necessarily. This was his podcast debut. You'd never know it. Man, but I'm just fired up talking to these guys and reliving what we got a chance to do, guys. And we're talking today about starting the second half of the cruise, and we're going to talk about some of the key players involved. Now, I'm going to try not to be repetitive because of the fact that we just got a little bit of the story from, you know, uh, from Doug and a little bit of the story from that was St. Thomas and San Juan, the end of San Juan, but then also from Scott, who talked about what the group did, which we kind of sat out, you know, a few of us sat out, but they did the catamaran in St. Martin. So I'm going to try not to repeat, but let's just get into it, guys. So St. Thomas, man, we all talked about it. You guys know. I mean, if there's one thing, there's probably two things that I don't shut the F up about on on these cruise podcasts. The one is the aft pool on Carnival. You guys know I like that. I enjoy that particular feature on a Carnival cruise ship. And the St. Thomas Mountaintop Bar Crawl. Let me stop for a second. Let me remind you that we got a Facebook group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. I want you to do me a favor. If you haven't done so, get onto Facebook and why don't you subscribe? It's not subscribe, Tommy. What are you talking about? Subscribe. It's join. Join the damn group. Join the group. Why don't you do it? Just join the group. What we do there, we screw with each other. We make fun of each other. We have fun. We answer each other's questions. If there's any sort of family or community that's built among this wacky, always be booked stuff, it's right there in that Cruiser's Ultra Lounge. It's not just the regular lounge, guys. It's a Cruiser's Ultra Lounge. Okay? Get your act together. Be a part of it. Join us. We've got a lot to talk about in there. And one of the things we got to talk about is the Always Be Booked uh, Group Cruise Part 2 of Pirates and Pier Runners. And that's starting to take shape. 
And man, am I getting excited for that. Also, we have a Patreon. You guys know you can pay me if you'd like. I know you're walking around your daily work, you know, going to work and commuting to your job, doing your laundry, mowing your lawn, feeding your dog, doing whatever you're doing, saying, man, I wish there was a pay I, way I could just pay Tommy. Can I? There's got to be a way if I could just part with some of my money and give it to Tommy. Well, I'm being a little facetious there, but yes, you can. You can go to www.patreon.com slash always be booked. Sounds complicated, but it's not. Patreon, just the way it sounds, patreon.com slash always be booked. And what you'll be do what you'll be what'll happen there is you'll be invited to pay five dollars a month and then you'll get a show pretty much every day. Now do you like the show? Are you enjoying the show? If you are, it's a good way to support the show. You know what I'm saying? Stuff costs money. I got a bill coming up. I'm like looking at my storage. It's at like 96%. And it goes up like like one percentage point every single time. And I'm just dreading when it gets to that 100%. Because then I got to upgrade my membership with Podomatic. And that's another 560 bucks or something like that. Not looking forward to it. These microphones. Notice how crystal clear it sounds. You know why? You guys heard a gentleman named Joe Rogan? Have you heard of Joe Rogan? Yeah, exact same microphones. What do you think of that? I'm not playing around here. Now, if you started listening to the show recently and you're brand new, I've been told by many people that this is an acquired taste, okay? It's not the uh, run-of-the-mill thing that you're going to hear and you're going to fall right in love with sometimes. It's a loudmouth New Yorkers talking about cruises, amongst other things. So if you are listening to the show and you do like cruising... Please give it a little bit of a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't listen to one half of an episode. Give it a couple episodes. See if it sinks in. See if you want to become part of the Cone family. And if you end up not, just know you gave it a good try. Because I can tell you right now that there's a group of people out there that's growing that really does feel a little bit of sense of community with this whole thing. And man, I love it. When a plan comes together, and we're talking about this Always Be Booked group cruise. So let's do it. We're talking about St. Thomas. This is day what? Five? Is it day five? I think so. Anyway, we wake up, and the plan was let's meet at Schooner Bar. Some people call it Schooner Bar. It's Beatrix. Uh, Schooner Bar at, what was it, like 930 Whatever, we don't need to get into the mundane details, but the issue is is that, yes, we had to meet there because we are going to go to Badass Coffee. Badass Coffee, we talked about with Doug why we like it there. We showed up, um, and then we drank the coffee, and then we got to talk about Peanut because I'm just texting with him. It's always a little nerve-wracking because I got Peanut through a gentleman named Mick Love, and Mick Love is a gentleman who also does the taxis. I don't know how they work it out. You know how real estate agents, you know, forward things to each other. They split commission on stuff and they're cooperating. You know, I'm the listing agent. I'm the selling agent, whatever, the buying agent. Um, and, so, and everybody's got a, their hands in the pie. You know what I mean? So maybe this is a similar type of situation. But I was my contact guy was Mick Love. And he told me he's got a driver for me that I'm going to love because this guy plays the hits. He's got the sound system and he's the DJ. And he's just a pretty cool dude. And his name, we found out, was Peanut. Not P-E-A-N-U-T. P-Nut. And this guy, I mean, I got to give props to what's going on st thomas the group on facebook because they hooked me up with mclove and i gotta give props 
to make love because he hooked me up and hooked us up with Peanut. And Peanut showed up right on time. And that's always nerve wracking because I didn't put a credit card number down. I didn't do anything to reserve these guys. I basically just told them I was going to have 20 to 25 mad men and women ready to drink like animals and party on their vehicle. And they said, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. I'm like, how do I know you're going to be there? Don't worry, we'll be there. We'll be there, okay? This is what we do. We'll be there. And Peanut was there. And we got into that thing, had a few drinks at uh, the Tappan Still. I had never been in there. I had passed it by a bunch of times. And I think they probably, uh, unfortunately, had some serendipitous effects and benefiting from the closure of Senior Frogs, which, you know, we're all sad about Senior Frogs. And St. Thomas definitely has a nice place in my heart because we've spent a good amount of time in there. Whatever we did in St. Thomas, we started at Senior Frogs and we ended at Senior Frogs. And, uh, you know, it got destroyed in the hurricane. I don't know if they were going to make it. I don't know if they were going to stay open because they were struggling because the Crown Bay situation screwed them a little bit. You know, Senior Frogs is for the the boisterous. I'm not going to say young. But it's certainly not for the faint of heart. It's for the people who want to get after it. They want to drink yards full of beers. They want to dance on top of bars. They may want to, dare I say, enjoy the company of someone from the opposite sex or the same sex, for that matter. No judging here. But the situation is is that uh, they still had the cruise port going. But every time I would go into St. Thomas, I would see Holland America. I would see Celebrity. I wouldn't see the Royal Caribbeans and the Norwegians. You know what I'm saying? That's going to have an effect. That's a demographic change. That turned, and I would, the, the, the elderly, which is fine, they would be at Senior Frogs. But they would have their guacamole and their fish tacos. And they'd be up and out of there. As opposed to the Royals, the Norwegians, the Carnivals. They'd be there rocking and rolling. You know, we're not mentioning any names, but to the point where they barely made the ship. And these Senior Frogs people, let me tell you, they're drunks, okay? They tried to keep the Senior Frogs theme going. You know, Nassau, I'll say, Nassau's a real Senior Frogs. Good time, fun time, and a good operation, good restaurant, good food, done right. Same thing with San Juan pretty much to a degree. Now, St. Thomas Senior Frogs was a shit show, okay? These people were like like, like special. Like you have your drunken bartenders, people who are always up for a good time. These were special forces drunks, okay? Didn't make a difference. I used to be able to say, hey. Tara, hey, we're coming. We're showing up. They knew. All right. I guess we're drinking at 1015 in the freaking morning. They're not on vacation. They're home. They live here. They're not on vacation. But they knew at the same token, okay, Tommy's coming in. The pirates and the pier runners are coming in. Whoever it is, whoever we were coming with that year or that season, they realized this group is coming with money and they want to party. And it was just so funny to try to watch them put a freaking dish of guacamole together. They're stumbling with the ingredients, spilling limes on each other, dumping too much jalapeno into them. They can't make guacamole in the condition they're in. You understand what I'm saying to you? They can't make the guacamole in the condition that they're in. It's 11.15 in the morning, and they're trying to make guacamole, and it's not working out. Half the guacamole is on the side of the table. It's barely even in the little rocked 
uh, what do you call it? The little stone that they use. So it is what it is. I say that to say, I don't know what. I neither here nor there. But Peanut showed up and it was immediately, uh, what would you say, evident when Peanut got here that he was our guy. There was plenty of room. I was nervous about the space. I was in the in the in the in the vehicle. As excited I was that Doug and Colin showed up, you know. Colin's no hundred and sixty-five pounder. And we did get full participation, except from I'm not gonna call you guys out. You know who you are. But they did end up, yes, I'll call you out, Dana and Suja. But they did end up showing up. They showed up, they met us on the mountaintop. I think we may have lost a couple of people. Listen, like I said, Mountaintop got a little foggy for me at the end of the day. But we had a good time. I barely remember certain things. I remember I remember that we were driving and we went too far. We went to Red Hook first. That was a mistake. We talked about that. You'll hear that again. Sorry for the repetition. But then we ended up on the Mountaintop. And I remember standing next to Peanut at one point. It was already too late. It had been too There's nothing. We, it was, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. There were drinks. There were many drinks. And I'm standing next in this gift shop is huge, by the way. If you haven't been to the mountaintop gift shop in St. Thomas, it's like an airplane hangar. Giant, giant ceilings, vaulted ceilings. It's a warehouse. And I'm in one of the rows and I look next to me and I was like, this is our driver. It's Peanut. Is that Peanut? Peanut, what are you doing? He's like, hey, man. I'm just picking out some more rum for you. Which rum do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Man, I appreciate that so much. Uh, I really do. But get whatever you want. Thank you. So I guess it's their thing is to kind of have a stocked bar. But, you know, there's no really, you're not stocking a bar with us. You're stocking a bar with normal people. Same thing when we did St. Kitts. You're not, dealing, you're not dealing with average people. We'll say, yeah, we'll stock a rum, rum bar for you, rum punches. No, we're not drinking your rum punch with a half an ounce of a rum in each glass, it's not going to work out. So peanut, no offense, man, your bottle was going to be irrelevant. We were going to drink, and maybe your bottle between the 25 of us was going to maybe polish us off, or maybe it would be at best ceremonial, right? Maybe a nice little ceremonial passing around of the bottle to kind of connect the group a little bit. That's what that was. So, I mean, he had the tunes going. Shout out to Sandra. Sandra, And he knew exactly what to do, too. Sandra, Sandra, earmuffs, okay? Don't listen to this part, Sandra. Sandra didn't didn't do well in St. Thomas. Let's just call it that. And shout out to Sandra. We all know and love Sandra. Uh, She had a great day. That turned out to be a day that wasn't the greatest day. She um, ended up going over the limit. And luckily, she was amongst friends. And we went on shifts trying to take care of her. We weren't going to let anything happen to Sandra to the best of our ability. Honestly, I would have could I could have rolled down the mountain myself and I wouldn't you know what I mean? I was not basically I'm saying I wasn't the best. But listen, we all got to say that for future pirates and pier runners. OK, I'm thinking maybe I should draft up some paperwork. OK, I have to say it. We are all adults. And at the end of the day, we, of course, will do the best to take care of each other. But we all have to exercise judgment and knowing what our limit is. And if you don't, and I'll be the first to say this, if you don't exercise that judgment and ignore what your limit is, it includes me, you know what? There might be some repercussions. And I can't, you know, I think we all we could all make that agreement, right? While we will all do the best we can to look out for each other, we have to realize, you know what, with the amount of drinking that's going on, I couldn't have freaking said, all right, I'm responsible for you or you or you. You know what I mean? I barely got myself. I almost drowned in a, 
almost drowned at a beach that I didn't even know where I was. I didn't even know I was in the beach. I think I came to. I think I, I blacked back in and coming into the water. I think my wrestling match with Colin or whatever we did. I think that's what woke me up. I think I was kind of blacked out the whole time. But, you know, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to necessarily promote excessive, excessive drinking all the time, uh, especially for the new people. Welcome. Welcome to the new people. Normally, we're normally when we don't drink that much but we had a good time man we were in st thomas we were enjoying we said it we said this was going to be if we were going to get out of hand a little bit this was going to be the time and you know what sometimes we say rule number one you never try to predict the cruise got news for you guys sometimes you can predict the cruise you understand okay so on top of mountaintop sandra's having a rough go She's having to be tended to by multiple people. Uh, shout out to Debbie Parker. Debbie Parker was doing the best she can. Then finally, Debbie Parker came up to me and said, no, I'm done, bro. I'm done. Debbie Parker said, yo, come get your girl, okay? Help her out. I'm done. I've been watching her for the last 20 minutes. I'm, I'm going back to the party. And Debbie Parker was right to say that. She was right to say that. So that was mountaintop, man. We had a great time. Then we ended up back down. Off the mountain, we ended up, like I said, at some beach. I think it was Emerald Beach. And uh, then I was like ready to get him back on the ship. Then we did one more shot with Colin. Doug passed his shot up, as I learned today in the interview with him. And then that was pretty much it. We got back on the ship. And uh, what do you want me to say? It was a blast. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff. We covered a lot of it. We'll continue to cover it. We got a couple of interviews that we're going to play. I'm going to play Doug's. And then I'm going to play Scott's, and uh, then we'll kind of just do a little bit of a wrap-up of, I guess, the last couple of C-Days, from what I can remember, and uh, we'll talk about the experience overall. But, but without further ado, let's get into the interview with legendary godfather of cruising, Cruise Radio's own Doug Parker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we have the legendary Doug Parker with us. And uh, Doug, what's up? What's going on? Always a pleasure to be on your show, man. Awesome. So I told the listeners I was trying to, you know, we did the Not For TV version on the Patreon, and that was fun. We did that kind of live embedded in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I wanted to do maybe just kind of get some thoughts and reflections on what we did and what we experienced and how much fun we had. Doug joined us. Now, this was a total surprise. You know, I had been trying to solicit him and try to get him on this group cruise that we went on. Unfortunately, the stars didn't align for that, and he wasn't able to. And then I was kind of like hopeful that maybe he would join us at one of the ports. I didn't really think it was going to happen. Then here we are. Someone's tapping on my shoulder in Senior Frogs in a crowded Senior Frogs restaurant in San Juan, and it's just Doug Parker saying, "Oh, hey, what's up, man? How are you, <laughs> Doug? What, what, yeah, went it, what went into the planning of this? How'd it go?" Yeah. So Colin and I, um, we were talking about it about two months ago, and like, let's just price the routing out and see how if it's even feasible. So we were diff- doing different routings, and he was checking his work schedule, and I was checking mine. Because I knew I couldn't go on the the cruise because eight days in January is a lot for me to be away. Um, so we found direct flights from Orlando. It was literally like a direct flight on Southwest from Orlando to San Juan. Then we did Seaborne Airlines, a little puddle hopper, 20 minutes from San Juan to St. Thomas. And then we flew Spirit for $59 from St. Thomas back to Orlando. So, you know, we did it for a couple of hundred bucks and it was $200 well worth it. 
I mean, for me, definitely, it's very often like, you know, you talk about Christmas when you're a kid and you're like, oh, man, you know what? Just looking forward to stuff. You got Christmas. You got New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. It's like a barrage of just fun that's hitting you. You know, and it's like this group cruise and shout out to everybody that came on this group cruise. I'm so thankful and humbled. And it was already one of the best times I've ever had. It was already there. It was already this amazing time. And then out of nowhere, you and Colin come in and take things to another level. Like you couldn't draw it up any better. So once you got there, you know, once we were in San Juan, I mean, then it was like, because that day I was going to plan on maybe taking a break from drinking. I was going to take the day off. And, you know, we don't want to speak for Colin, but, you know, when Colin's around too, there's really no real way to take a day off. He's just not going to allow that, and for good reason. But uh, what did, what did you think? Have you, when's the last time you were in San Juan? Oh gosh, it's probably been actually it was about a year exactly. I did uh, I picked up Holland America's new Stottendam there at the end of January of 2019 and brought it to Fort Lauderdale. So it was about a year, but it was nothing like the time we had. I just walked over to Barachinas, I think it's called, to have a pina colada back then, and then walked right to the ship and boarded it. I actually flew in um, the day of embarkation for that ship. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, by the way. Doug Parker, in case you don't know, from Cruise Radio, uh, cruiseradio.net, the podcast, the website. Again, we've, I don't really feel a lot of times nowadays that I have to give you too much of an explanation because if you're listening to my show and you haven't heard of Cruise Radio, shame on you. But I know that's pretty much, you know, a, a, a very rare exception that somebody knows this show and doesn't know cruiseradio.net and the Cruise Radio podcast. For me, you know, we're just having fun out here, just kind of, uh, you know, just being idiots on the air a little bit and trying to, I try to be informative and have some fun while doing it. But if you really want to go for the cruise news and you want to find out what's going on day in, day out in cruising, you go to Cruise Radio and um, that's what Doug brings to the table. But somehow along this way, our cross have our paths have crossed. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll ever top the first night we've ever met, which was uh, <laughs> Johnny Utah's, but this is going to give it a run. So, so let's let's just go through the cu- the couple of days real quick. So we were running around. We went to Barachinas again, and it was a little bit of a wall. For the first time in the cruise, it was like a little bit of a wall. It was hot. The service was kind of crappy. Uh, people were going in different directions. How did you feel that we? How how did you feel? What would you? How would you describe the uh, Barachinas experience? Okay, so first off, I hadn't even told Colin this. Um, I, I literally went from Saint, uh, where was I? Salt Lake City. I was skiing for three days to Orlando. Was in Orlando for like ten hours, then flew down to you in San Juan. I was so sick, man. I was, I was jacked up on everything. I almost. I almost called it and said, hey, Colin, I'm just going to meet you guys in St. Thomas because I had the chest thing going on, congested sinus infection. But I, I sucked it up and went down there. And I was like, okay, it's not going to be a big drinking day in San Juan, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my game face on and head on down there. And I'm glad I did. Um, and then I went to the Walgreens right there at the pier where the ship's dock and got some more like Sudafed and stuff to stay jacked up on so I could, you know, power through the day. Um, but yeah, it was cool. We, you know, senior frogs are senior frogs. Barachinas was a little bit of a cluster, I guess, because, um, they just the service wasn't like it was last year when I was there at least. Same. Yeah. Same. It was just 
you, you said they were mass producing, which is totally right. I mean, when I was there, they actually were cutting up the pineapple and all this stuff. And it, it just seemed like a, like a, a guy, AKA a machine. If he was even really a person was doing it. Yeah. It was like one person. So we came in there with like 15 people. Some people were starving. Some people were, you know, walking a lot more than they had wanted to walk. Some people thought there was going to be a place for us roped off areas. I don't know what the expectations were, but you, if you can imagine my position, I was like, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to please everybody and kind of, but it was that, that moment. That's what happened. We just, just kind of hit a brick wall there because everything you just said was right. I was surprised. Last time I was there, there's three bartenders back there, all with smiling faces, telling me that you sit right here. I'm about to make you the best pina colada you've ever had. And that's what exactly Damn. what the hell they did. Uh, this time, it was roped off to where there was a full bar. But if you wanted to order a drink, you had to stand in one area of the bar, and they created sort of a concession type of a line. And then they would make 13 or 14 of them at once from those machines and then that was it no smile one guy back there so it was a little bit of a letdown i started to feel better once we got a table they called the table some people fell off and did their own thing which i was happy for okay you know what we hit a little bit of a brick wall here so go do something else go do what you want and then nine of us sat inside at a table and then we could at least eat kind of make some sense and then shout out to debbie parker debbie got serenaded you were you there for the serenading I was, yeah. She, uh, I forgot the song they were singing. Oh, My Girl, right? Um, no, it was like Stand By Me. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah the table behind us was My Girl. Okay. Yeah, Stand By Me. But yeah, she was loving that. She had her new hat that she bought at the market. And, yeah, uh, she yeah. dipped out for a second and then comes back with a new hat that was defective. It was a defective hat. 60% off, though. 60% off. Debbie was, I mean, how much of a machine is Debbie Parker? What a, what a wonder that woman is, huh? Yeah, it's funny because we have the same last name and people were asking if she was my mother, is she my wife, is she my sister? <laughs> there was all kinds of, how is Doug Parker and Debbie Parker related? And not related at all. Right. But now, sort of, just through this yeah. group cruise and this experience. One big family. Exactly. So so then we still we leave Barrachinas and we decide that we're going to go meet up with the rest of our group or some of the rest of our group at... Uh, races, you know, the, the we have a couple of uh, my buddies are Puerto Rican, and they say it much more eloquently than me. So I don't want to really try to pull off the actual pronunciation, but the way it says and the way it looks, it's ra- races or races. And uh, we went there, and then they had their family members there. So then we had just basically done a couple of laps around Old San Juan because, again, you know, pro tip here: if you've never been to San Juan and you're going to San Juan for the first time, there is really, in my opinion, only one thing to do is walk the city. It's a beautiful walking city. That's what you should do. For me, that's what I say. Some people do the Bacardi tour. I think it's a money grab, but do what you want to do. So we had already walked the city. We had already done the shots at uh, Gringo's. We had already done this. We're thinking maybe, all right, we'll have maybe a, a, a another drink or two at uh, Racy's, but then we'll get back on the ship. Oh, we were wrong. What, what happened then, Doug? <laughs> we went to the, what is the part called? We're kind of down in the ghetto of San Juan. Like, yeah. We're on the fringe of that. Well, the, the leading up to that, we were walking. They took us. So, so they were very accommodating, very hospitable, Jonathan's family. So nice. Mm-hmm. But the problem was we ended up in this whole walking uphill thing again. So we're walking around the town, walking around. And they took us to the complete other side 
of old yeah. San Juan again, and we're on the seawall basically. And yes, that, I don't know what that's called, but Doug, you're referring to that area where I've seen on a, a couple of uh, police shows where the American and Puerto Rican authorities did some joint efforts in some drug bust, and it's just like not an area you want to get lost in when the sun goes down, but it does happen to be right next to El Amaro, the fort, which is a very, very popular destination. Took a couple of pictures, and then we ended up in that. What was that? That was a, the three-level bar, right? Yeah. What is that area called? Like La, La Perla or something like that? Is that what it is? I thought it was yeah, on the tip of my that. tongue, but I didn't know if that's accurate. La Perla or something. That's it. Yeah, because it's been on like bad boys and different kind of scenes where they were you know, driving through the hood or through chases and things like that were, were down there as well, they were saying. Yeah. So we end up in the bar. We end up on the third floor of the bar, and that's when things started getting a little fun. You know what I mean? Things started getting a little interesting. Uh, the music went up. The uh, it was just a it was just a very very fun vibe up there, wasn't it? I love the improv uh, improv skills that with the radio, right? Because we had no music up there. Then someone busts out with a boombox. And the next thing you know, it turns into a dance party on the third deck. And I'm like, is this going to hold all of us up here on this third <laughs> deck, way up here on the very top? But it was beautiful, man. We saw – didn't we see the sun set from up there? Yep. You could see the sun going down over again. I don't know if it's the Atlantic or the Caribbean, but you're looking over that, I guess, what it is it? What is it? The north side of the old San Juan and right over the fort and right over La Perla. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the sun went down up there. And like you said, the, the music started getting going. And then Colin started really getting after it. And there was a group of young ladies up there. They weren't with us. I still don't know if they were locals or cruise ship people. I, I don't know what the deal was, but they were. I mean, they, they were kind of making it because the music was going from that little pseudo. I wouldn't know if I'd even call it a boombox. It was trying to be a boombox, but they were just singing every word to every song and just kept the whole atmosphere up there very, very lively. The sun went down. I don't know how you feel about it, but I love the chance. Any chance you get to be in port after the sun goes down, to me, you got to take advantage of that. I don't even know how, how you feel about that. Yeah, it was like a Kenny Chesney song to me. Like, you know... It's serene, right? You're up there. You're on the ocean looking, I guess, is that the Atlantic on the north side of San Juan and the Caribbean seas on the bottom? I'm very bad at this, but wherever we were, it was just like the picture-perfect night. It it wasn't scorching hot. There was a nice breeze blowing off the ocean, and yeah, the the cocktails were flowing. We had a great time. Yeah, it really was, and uh, you know, we had Joe falling asleep. We had Colin yelling at people, um, and then, you know, we ended up you know, so this is what I want to know, which I don't know. We haven't really talked about yet. So you had the plan to meet us. And that was the thing. I thought you just met us in San Juan. And I was like, this is amazing. These guys met us in San Juan. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're meeting you in St. Thomas. What was it like? Talk, Walk us through the night from what you can, uh, what you can remember or whatever. After we got on board, what did you guys do? You stayed in San Juan, right? So just to be clear, there's no from what I can remember because I wasn't like smashed or anything. Oh, you were good. Okay. Yeah, I was good. All right. Someone had to be Colin's bodyguard. Okay. Gotcha. So basically, we left you guys from that bar and we hopped in an Uber and just went back to the hotel and we had a super early flight. I think we had to be at the airport like at 515. And so we needed every hour of sleep we got that night. So I guess your all aboard was like around nine or so, right? Nine. 9.30 was the all aboard. Yeah, so we probably went to the hotel around 8.30, and I think we grabbed some food and then just crashed out until the 4.45 wake-up call the next morning. 
Okay. All right. 4.45 wake-up call. Man, oh, I'm so humbled and so uh, just just happy that you guys were able to make this. I don't know if I even expressed it the way I should have because I honestly was kind of in shock that you did it. So you guys just kind of crashed out. The next morning, how did the morning start for you? So the next morning, we got to the airport. Um Checked in, boarded this little puddle hopper. I think there it was like a Saab 340. It held like maybe 20 people, 22 people. Um, the the toilet, the lavatory in this uh, small plane was like legit a portalet. I mean, it didn't flush or anything. So I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting how we're going. But it's only a 20-minute flight. We can we can deal with this. This was Seabourn? Yeah. It was Seabourn Air, yeah. Okay. No relation to the air, uh, to the cruise line. It's just right. Seabourn Airlines. Um, took off from San Juan. Twenty minutes later, we were landing in uh, St. Thomas, right there by Emerald Bay, the beach. And we took a cab or a van because they don't do cabs really over there. You take a van and you pile up everyone in there. And we went right to Badass Coffee, where you know you always recommended. And we were just staked out there, had some good cro- croissants and a couple of coffees and waited for you until you showed up. Yeah, that was the thing. So I was stressing out a little bit that morning because I started getting the text from you as you guys were being there. And you got to, I, I assume that you probably gave me a little bit of slack because, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to organize and with all these people going into, I still couldn't get a freaking picture of everybody. That was like, can I get one picture of everybody together? And we almost may have, I think sort of did, but I don't think we actually did. No matter what picture we tried to take, there was somebody missing off doing something. And man, I'm sorry, man. I'm 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 good, but I'm just not that good. I'm just corralling everybody. So, you know, we were planning on meeting early in the schooner bar, and we did so. And uh, we kind of uh, then uh, then this one's gonna this one's gonna forget his cruise card, so they got to run back on board. Then this one's gonna get they got to make sure they take a picture with the stilt walkers. Then I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. Ready? I'm going to walk forward, and if you follow me, you're with me. If you're not, I'll be happy to jump on the phone with you and give you directions. But, yeah, because otherwise it's like herding cats, right? Yeah, it was tough, So, but it was fine. So I just did exactly that. I'm hearing all sorts of war stories. Oh, you know, we got to go back to the room. We forgot this. This one's got to take a picture here. This one's got to get a drink here. So I, the funny thing was I go to – so I'm trying to get the badass coffee because I know you guys had been there for a while, and I don't want to have you guys have sitting around. I want to stay on schedule. We got Peanut coming to pick us up at 1130. We still got drinking to do at the damn tapping still. So – uh. We go to, and like what you just said is 100% right. St. Thomas is my favorite place that I've ever been on the planet. However, yes, they don't want to drive you anywhere in a taxi cab. Get on the phone Uh and try to call a cab. It's not going to happen. They want to herd you together, give you a tour, and take you places in groups. So... I told them I want to go to Badass Coffee. They're like, well, no, you don't want to. You want to go to like some nice places. You want to go to Mountaintop. You want to go to Megan's Bay. I'm like, no, I got to go to Badass Coffee. He points to the deli right there. Now, just get your coffee right there. That's it. That's all you got to. I'm like, buddy, you're not listening to me. <laughs> so finally, we were able to somehow oh, basically get in it, get in it, open air, and get to get to Badass Coffee. And I think we were only 15 to 20 minutes late, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. I mean, it wasn't that bad. There was. Um, I can't remember if people beat you there or if you all if you all rolled up at the same time. But yeah, we were it made it a plenty of time to then walk over to Tappan Still and you know check that place out and then meet Peanut there. Yeah, so that all worked out good. But yes, yeah, so- by the way, 
Yeah, go ahead. that badass coffee place you recommended. That place is spot on. I um, I highly recommend that if you're going to St. Thomas, like walk over there to that pier. What I don't even know what the area is called, but it was like Lighthouse Point or something. Yeah, but inside there is badass coffee. It's right on the marina um, where like the carnival ships and all that dock. And wow, it's just really good. It was a little tough to find. It was a little tough to find, but it is technically, I think it is still Haven site. It's just a little bit off the beaten of Haven site. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, my first ever cruise in my life st thomas was the second port i'd ever been to and we didn't know i didn't know what the hell i'm doing i didn't even do any research i just got on a cruise ship with my friends from work and we went and hung out and i just got off in st thomas i just remember going up on paradise point that little trolley thing that air air tram that takes you up there come back down just Mm -hmm. walking around and i just saw this thing and i'm like oh you guys put the coffee ice cubes in the coffee and it really gives you a good zap and you don't have to worry about the ice melting because the ice is just coffee and it was good because they say that kona coffee from hawaii is just you know top of the line it was good man we they, they did exactly what we needed them to do peanut was right on time and uh we actually we did we, didn't we find a cone i think i think we found a cone i think y'all did you know took a picture of it or you yeah. whatever you with it but yeah there was a cone involved okay so what did you think i know you you know you've you've heard about the whole saint thomas mountaintop crawl i know i probably oversold it a lot at nauseum but uh having done it trying to be as objective as you can was it was it a fun little party for you did you enjoy it it was probably i've been to saint thomas probably a dozen times or so on different ships throughout the past 11 years and this was hands down one of the best trips I've had. And I'm not just saying that because you lined it up or whatever, because I, I call it straight. This was for $35 and for the experience we got with the DJ spinning the music, the drinks in the cooler in the back, and just basically we telling him or, you know, hey, take us here or take us there. And we went there. It was like we had a chauffeur for six to eight hours, however long it was. And it was worth every single penny. And yeah. Peanut is the man. Exactly. And then you just get that culmination of the whole thing and you're sitting on top of that mountain. Man, I can stay there all day. I don't know about you. I, I'm i just a guy who likes to be elevated and to be able to look down on that crystal clear green blue water, see the cruise ships from Crown Bay in on one side, see the cruise ships from Haven side on the other, look at Water Island, look at St. John. You could see Tortola clear as day like you feel like you could just touch it and I could just stand up there all day. We had we spent a good couple, I don't even know, how, how long did we spend up there? I don't know. It was it was a while. Even uh, we saw Jeffrey Epstein's Island from up there as well. Was it Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. Island, huh? Yeah, they. I guess they just. He bought it for like eight million years ago, and they just sold it to someone in, I think, Saudi Arabia or something. He was saying for like eighty nine million dollars, he just bought it. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. But it was a great time. So then we ended up, you know, wrapping it up there. This this is where things started to get fuzzy for me. I'm not gonna lie, we don't lie to each other. Cones, right? I mean, I definitely started to get fuzzy. I know we ended up at some beach somewhere, and. Uh, I, I I feel like I was in a body of water, and then I feel like Colin was attacking me in that body of water. Um, I, 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 do you have any record? How were you? What was your state of mind? Did you get it? Was I know you said you played it pretty safe and sober in San Juan? Did you get after it and kind of uh, start to get that inebriation kicking in in St. Thomas? You know what? Not really, man. Only because I, I I'm dedicated to being. I was dedicated to being Colin's bodyguard, <laughs> and, and you- I was. Was the guy who was going to be with Colin till the end, you know? And, he, and I had 
sure he was uh he was taken care of he did need it he did need it uh but he was good time he was great i just remember vaguely wrestling with him and i feel like i remember watching him put the cup down because colin colin's a boisterous guy he comes in listen Collins, here's the deal well colin enters a room he doesn't enter it conspicuously. He's wearing some flashy uh, fishing shirt. He's got about 11 different types of beads on him. He's got a thermos necklace basically around his neck. And it's always filled with something. And then I think at some point he put the he had somebody hold his thermos. And I think we had a little water tussle or whatever it was. But then I remember this, though. I remember just trying to run back to the ship. But then I forgot, and this is, give me credit, because in my in my stupor, I actually remember this. I remember everybody was heading back to the ship, and I was like, my, my mind was getting on back to the ship. My mind was on getting back to the ship, and I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not getting back on anything right now. I am not getting on this ship until they actually force me to get on this ship, because Doug and Colin are here. They flew here, we're having fun, we're drinking, we're enjoying ourselves, and there was some small little bar that was right near the cruise port, and they mm-hmm. were still serving us, and we did a couple of goodbye shots, right? Y'all did goodbye shots. I posed <laughs> with a goodbye shot, but didn't the bartender do mine? Yes, that's what happened. The bartender, the bar back, I think. I was I was kind of in, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out, but I posed with it for the photo op, and then uh, gave it to the bartender. Yeah. No, I don't know what that says great. about me, but... No, that's great. I totally get what you're saying, because, you know, le- you know, you, you know you, you've always been, you know, you're trying to remember things, and, you know, it's good, because you can kind of make sense of all this stuff as we, uh, as we try to do it through our fuzzy memories or whatever, scene by scene, but you definitely, uh, you know, you definitely kept it together. Colin didn't kill me. We had the, we had the, um, standing on top of the truck incident uh and i honestly that's another sobering moment for me i do remember you kind of springing into action when that happens right yeah i was i mean that's not our vehicle you can't just jump on the roof i know they just wanted to get a photo so it's not like they were using it as a trampoline they were standing in the back wanted to get a photo with their hands up in the air on the back of the roof but it was you could hear the roof i mean you had colin who's probably a good 250 solid and then Chris, who I don't know, he's probably like, what, 175 or no, something no, like that? No, Chris is a good dude. Chris is over two. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, Chris is yeah. right around two, I should say. He's definitely around two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, he hides it well. Um, and they jumped up on that roof, and I was like, guys, get off the roof. This thing's going to cave in on us. Yeah. And I, I mean, I did hear some cracking, so I wasn't like being overly dramatic or anything, but I was just like, it's not our vehicle, guys. Come on. We don't want to. Tommy's name's attached to this with Peanut. We don't want to screw anything up. Well, I was. Actually, shout out to Paul. Paul was. Paul was attached to it because Paul, you know, everybody to me, everybody was awesome on this cruise, man. Everybody stepped up in a different way. It's such a rarity where you're going to put 20, 23 people together because we picked up a couple along the way, like from other groups and things like that. When it's all said and done, we probably had a good, between you guys, we were probably up to close to 25 people that ended up being part of our little uh, crazy band of whack jobs. And, uh, so rare that you're going to really find a group that just gets along that well. And I got to say, there's going to be other Pirates and Pier Runners cruises. And I could tell you right now, they're going to be bigger. This is going to be probably the smallest one. There's going to be bigger Pirates. But 
I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to match how personal this was. I'm not, I don't know if we're going to match how long, how well we got along with each other. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of played their little part and their little role. There was a lot of people who I thought were going to be crazy, but they were kind of like calm and relaxed. And then there was these couple of people that I thought maybe would, they would be bystanders, but then they were leading the charge. So you just, you couldn't figure it out. And yeah, Paul stepped up and was like, uh, yeah, but you can put it on my card and uh, we'll give Paul the cash. So we did that just to make an easier transaction. Um, so that's how it ended up. We kind of did our, you did your, you know, ceremoniously, we did a one final shot and we slowly walked back to the ship and we said our goodbyes and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, we stayed at the Bunker Hill Hotel that night, which was a probably 10 minutes or so from the cruise pier. It was a decent hotel. I mean, it felt like more like a college dorm, but you can't expect much for 90 bucks a night, right? Of course. Um, would you got a free breakfast in the morning and that kind of stuff. Would you do that night anything, or were you kind of just like spent out? Or? Dude, we were spent. We, we crashed out. I think we went swimming, and then we crashed out. And then next thing you know, it was 7 o'clock on Thursday morning, and we're like, you know what? Let's go over to St. John. We have our flights not till 4. We could take the ferry down to uh, Red Hook, then cross over to Cruise Bay and St. John and, you know, have a couple of drinks and some lunch over there, some fresh seafood. So we did that for like three hours. And one o'clock, we headed back to uh, the airport, which is right there at Emerald Bay, where we swam that day. And then uh, we flew back. Uneventful flight, very smooth, three hours, take off the touchdown, and we were back in Orlando. That's a beautiful thing right there, that you guys got a chance to spend the day in uh, on St. John. Because like I said, as, as we talked about in uh, your interview, um, yeah, we, we hit a brick wall from a weather standpoint in St. Martin. So it was a little bit rough. But hey, man, like I said, there is no complaining. But uh, man, again... Thank you so much for coming, man. I can't thank you enough. I, I have, I'm definitely, I definitely got to find a way to make it up to you. And I 100% will not that you ask or expect that. But in, you know, in my mind, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make something happen. It was so great to have you. And um, I hope, I hope you do it again, man. Hey, Tortuga Fest is coming up in April. Let's all do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I'm not organizing this. Okay. But Doug brings <laughs> up a good point. Tortuga, three day country on the beach now it's not just country they're mixing in i think uh v- vanilla ice and some other bare naked ladies and some curveball acts pitbull yeah. pitbull's there too Mm-hmm. he's Mr. opening um for tim mcgraw the very last night i think wow okay how is <laughs> so you got a pitbull crowd I rolling mean. into a tim mcgraw um but I, my question is why isn't kenny there this year it's a good question he's usually yeah. he's usually always there it like started around him. I think it did. I think you're right. I'm not sure. I mean, I gotta say, I, I think I kind of like. I mean, I've probably seen Kenny Chesney at least, definitely at least a dozen times. So uh, I haven't been to a concert. I could use a Kenny Chesney concert right now, even though I've seen him a ton of times. I've just, uh, I've just been a while. But I think we got to try to make it out for at least one or two of those days. Anybody in Florida? Anybody who's able and willing and wanting to get to Florida for uh, Tortuga Festival? Look it up. It is one hell of a party on the beach. And by the way, what a great one of the great hidden benefits about going to Tortuga. You can see some really cool sailaways while you listen to the country music. There's like a parade yeah. of ships yeah. out there. Yeah. 
I mean, in great lineup too. At Luke Bryan, I, I'm not really a big Miranda Lambert fan, but she's going to be there. Tim McGraw, but like you said, Pitbull, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, of course, you know you have a lot of country artists there too, like Billy Currington, Cole Swindell, Lee Bryce. Yeah. those guys. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Doug, man. Thank you for joining. Again, once again, this is cruiseradio.net. This is not. I mean, his show is cruiseradio.net. You should definitely check that out. All the cruise information you can handle. Everybody over there does a great job. Sherry, uh, Richard, everyone. He has Stuart on. Every, it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal resource, resource for all things cruising. Cruiseradio.net, the podcast, everything. Doug, wow. What a run. And thanks for being on the show, man. It was a good time, and we'll see you on April 17th at Tortuga Fest. Yes, sir. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always Be Booked Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Bebooked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the line right now is an Always Be Booked legend, a veteran of Pirates and Pier Runners Part 1, Scott Stevenson. Welcome, Scott. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Just having the post-cruise blues. Yeah, man. I think we're all struggling with a little bit of that, uh, especially me. I feel like I'm starting to come out of it right now, but... uh. It's been one hell of a road, but I'm really glad you are on right now. And, uh, you know, give some credit to Scott because he hasn't been on the show before. Have you been on a podcast before? Uh, no, just you've read some emails. And leave it to me to, like, bring it up, right? Who cares? But listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Scott is a legend. If you would have seen Scott in the quest, you would know why I have no reservations about his nerves and being able to come onto the podcast without an issue. He got him, him and his wife, Kara nailed, I mean, took the quest by the horns. That's not, that wasn't your first one. Was it? Uh, no, I think that was third or fourth one. Really? Yeah. Third or fourth. Okay. I thought it was the second. Yeah. I, I can't really keep track. It, uh, all blends together, you know, when you have your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> You're always the clothes off guy. I was that once. We did that once. Uh, we're back in the day on Norwegian when they ran it a little bit differently. They didn't have like... Because basically, you're automatically playing, right? If you're in the, you're in Studio B, you're automatically playing in the quest in one way, some, one way, shape, or form or another. Norwegian yeah. did it like, you know, you just, you know, there was maybe basically like eight or nine people on a team and everybody else was just a spectator. Yeah, so my first time doing it, my first World Caribbean cruise was 
on the Rhapsody, and they do it in the lounge that's like sort of like the Imperial Lounge on the Adventure. It's in the back of the ship, um, and it's a completely different atmosphere. You pick your team, you decide whether you want to participate. And I didn't know what it was, so I just joined in. Had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm like, all right, I'm sort of an all-or-nothing kind of person. So when I realized what it was, I was like, I can't quit now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We were much the same way. We were te- I remember we were Team 6, and uh, we just were like – uh, we didn't realize we would be exchanging clothes with females and we didn't understand any of that but like much like you just said you know you're in it now you're in it and you you got to you got to bring home the title i have to say let's back up a little bit so you uh you ca- you joined in on the group cruise and i couldn't thank you enough and just like listening to you talk I guess I felt like I was coming out of the depression, but now I'm going back into it because, oh. you know, just just hearing just hearing your voice, it's like, oh, it just reminds me of a simpler time two weeks ago when we were all at sea having such a good time. Let me let me ask you for your just overall general thoughts of how did you like it? How do you think it went? What did you think of the cruise overall? You know, I obviously, you know, it's a whole group of people we've all never met before. We've talked on Facebook. You have no idea how that's going to go until you meet everybody um i we all meshed from the start um it was a very good time we i mean (laughs) everybody had a great great time i i just i can't even sum it all up i can just only stand here sit down do whatever i'm doing and laugh about it because the whole time was a great time and it's stuff we're never gonna forget yeah. Um it it really couldn't have turned out better. Um <laughs> and you keep saying on the podcast and Patreon and everything about Marty. Um <laughs> Marty had us kicked off from the start. Like he was sail away, like, what's going on? Where is everybody? Why can't I see you on the camera? <laughs> yeah, Marty was like uh he was central command, I was saying, like I thought. Like when that time when he was like, Listen, guys, what's going on? Debbie needs towels. Can somebody get Debbie a towel? And don't forget, if you're getting off the ship, bring Debbie a towel onto Labadee. And I'm like, this is great. It's great, great to have. But what you just said is 100% right. When you said you can't do anything but just sit there and stand there and laugh and kind of shake your head because you you nailed everything. Like Like you just said what you said as far as how many people came on the ship and how many people boarded and you never know what you're going to get. Imagine how I feel as the organizer of like trying to put this whole thing together and wondering whether or not this cuz I when I and when you said it was from the start you were right because from the dinner when me and Kay ended up at the dinner the night before the cruise I kind of like I was beyond anxiety I was like not even like I wasn't nervous because I was like well this is could be such either a blissful thing or it could be such a complete shit show that like I'm not even going to worry about it I can't worry about it I'm not going to worry about it I'm going to go in we're going to be us we're going to see what happens we're going to see how it goes down and you said it right man you said it right everybody I'm not going to say everybody's going to be long lost best friends and we're going to be freaking you know going on picnics together every year for the rest of our lives but for what that was and for the the band of wackos that we got together i think we did pretty good on that one wouldn't you agree yes i would completely agree and you know we all like you said may not do all that stuff together and everything but i can tell you there is you know you've had a tight group of people 
since the start of you doing this, um, like in a core group, pretty much your Patreon followers, yeah. your core group. And these people that went on this first group cruise, there's always going to be that little connection that nobody else understands. I have to agree with you 100% because, you know, like I said, just I was just talking to Doug and I said it. There's going to be other ones. And I think this next one we do, and I know you're not able to go on it because you're lined up and you got conflicts and things like that with cruises. And I totally understand that because I don't think – I don't expect anybody to go on all of them. I think hopefully you'll be back for the third or if not the third, the fourth or whatever. But um, <clears throat> what I will say is that uh, – it, this next one is going to be bigger. It's going to be a bigger, it's going to be a larger group of people, and I expect them, that's going to be my goal, to make each one bigger than the previous one. However, yeah, man, I, I do agree with you. It is going to try, it's going to be tricky to try to repeat that bond that we all had on that ship. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like the right amount of people. What were we hovering, like around that 2025 <clears throat> mark? Yeah. And yeah, I think we just had that right amount of people where it it just wasn't too much. You know, sometimes it can be too much. You look at some of these other people that got 300 people on the ship, then nobody knows each other. Right. We had a good group here. I agree. So <clears throat> I already spoke about the St. Thomas thing, and that's what I kind of want to get. And I talked to Doug before about the St. Thomas, which to me, I don't know how you feel about it. To me, that was, that was I, I listen, it's very rare. That a plan comes together the way you want it to come together. A lot of times in cruising, you know, rule number one for me is never try to predict the cruise. I did predict that this was going to be a great cruise. I predicted St. Thomas was going to be my favorite day. It certainly was. I think Doug echoed that sentiment. How he said he's been to St. Thomas a dozen or two times, and he has never had that much fun there, or that was one of the best times he had. Um, and I'm not trying to lead you at all. I was you tell me, um, maybe it wasn't, but what. I want to get into the purpose I want you to talk about is I want you to talk about the only time I wasn't really with you guys, which was the St. Martin thing. But let's just touch on the St. Thomas thing. What did you think of that? Well, first of all, we can't go through this without touching on St. Thomas. Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, So that was my first time in St. Thomas listening to you talk about the mountaintop tour up to the top of it and everything and, and being up there at the banana daiquiri and all that stuff. You know, Carol and I were like, man, I don't know about all this because we did some mountaintop tour when we did some land lover vacation back when we were in our teens or something like that. Yeah. And um, we didn't like it. It was not fun, but that might have been because we were with parents. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is a little different, little different um, experience there. Yes. Um, so, you, you know, Kara and I sort of barely made that because she was not waking up that morning. Oh, really? It was tough to get yeah. Kara out of bed that morning, huh? Yes, yes, it was. And so, you know, we got there, met you guys at the bar, um, went up there. I mean, I'll tell you what, um, what I completely remember, um, I it, it was awesome. Um, some spots are like gray areas. Some of these pictures I've been posting, I just happened to be looking through my phone. I didn't even know they were taken i didn't know colin kissing my head no idea that happened (laughs) well i can tell you right now there's going to be a montage and one of the highlights of the montage i'm not trying to give anything away spoiler alert a little bit here but it's going to have something to do with you on top of a mountain with a box of pizza i'll just say that 
Oh, that was the best pizza ever. But I'm not going to spoil it either. I'm just say it was the best pizza ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil that. That That is for people that need to click the play button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you so you enjoyed it. You had a good time. It lived up to uh, at least at least kind of lived up to the hype, right? Yeah, you know exactly. There's there's a picture of um I, you, me, Colin, um, Doug, and I think either CJ or Jonathan or Chris. Sorry, Chris and Jonathan. Um, just sitting there with our backs up against the fe- that fence yeah. with Megan Bay in the background. Yep. I'm like I, I look at that. I'm like. Like, what could be more perfect than that? There's nothing. We were up there for like two hours. Yeah, it felt like <laughs> it, right? I, that's when things started getting a little blurry to me. I was, I, was, I was starting to zone out a little bit. But yes, once we were up there, I went up there, started going to that banana daiquiri stand. I must have had two or three with the floaters. And that's when things started to get foggy for me. But yes, I remember that exact moment you're talking about. You know what? Just sitting on the floor there. And just appreciating where you are, just knowing full well that where you are right now is basically a screensaver. It's a mouse pad. It's a freaking postcard. And uh, you just look at all those other islands and you could see them and you could breathe in that air. And I don't know. I Pure cruise bliss for me, 100%. Yep. And, and then, of course, you look in the picture and Doug's on his phone. <laughs> well, there's a couple <laughs> of them. You'll see a couple of them. I, I think we got a couple of good ones. Um I'm messing with him. Yeah. There. <laughs> well, of course, of course. And then I think Kara did a pretty good job of getting him off his phone. <laughs> um, yeah, and apparently she did, did a pretty good job of getting on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yep. Yes. I didn't yeah. remember that either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a great run, and I, I was just so glad to have you guys there, both. It would not have been the same trip at all without you and Kara. So I really appreciate you coming, Scott. Seriously. Yep. Um, no problem, man. It was a great time. Definitely. So then, I guess you know we remembered what we were. we we put together as much of the the night as we could, uh, give or take. <laughs> and then we woke up the next morning, and then you had and you got I got to give you a lot of credit because you took the helm and took the reins on a tour within the tour, and you kind of just took over Saint Martin, and you decided to book a catamaran. What did you? What was the? Can you give them a little more details about what you booked? Yeah, so um, it was really uh, interesting experience up through the booking process. Even um, I started researching. I'm like, you know, what would be something cool for us all to do in St. Martin? Um, we did something land in um, St. Thomas. Let's see if I can find something, you know, out a day on some type of boat, um, drinking, going to some beaches, go over to Maho Beach, watch the planes fly over us, and. I'm like, you know what, let's see if I can find one of those catamaran things with the nets on the front where we can all just chill out there. Um, I found found it. You know, I thought it was – it included lunch, um, really good lunch actually, um, all the drinks and, and alcohol drinks, soda, water, everything that you could think of. And it included it all. It was 1500 bucks. Um, that's not bad at all. And you were able to put as many as how many people on that? Um, his cutoff was 20. So 20 people. So you could put as many as 20 people on there for 1500 bucks, And that is a grand total of, could have been $75 a person for the entire day, which was like six hours or so. 
Yeah, which he he was willing to go up until the ship left. Yeah. Um, but as you know, we had a little bit of a uh, rain problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was kind of like a crazy, crazy rain day. It was just a crappy day all around. You guys got a little bit of uh, decent weather early, didn't you? Yeah, we got like an hour or two. Um, and actually, apparently the front – or sorry, the what is it? The Dutch side of St. Martin is normally the calmer side on the water. Okay. Um, and the French side is the rougher side. Gotcha. When I was first planning this with him, he didn't even want to take us to the French side. Um, and so we, we get on the boat with him and I'm like, so what do we go do? Just go do our whole Dutch side thing, go over to Maho and there's shipwreck cove where they do a lot of snorkeling, um, which is sort of near Maho beach. Um, so we, we go and we're, he, he can't even, it, it's raining so hard that there's not even wind enough for the sails to not be so. Oh, Okay. So, yeah. the, so the rain was uh, obstructing the wind to be able to catch the sail. Yeah, so he was having to use, like, fuel the whole time. Um, and he, there was no, like, you know how these boats, they don't just have a sail. They have motors in the back in case there is no wind. Right. Uh, and so he was having to use fuel the whole time. So I don't know if that messed up his money at all. Probably did. Yeah, he probably um, wasn't, wasn't into that. Oh, and then I heard, what, what was there a funny little uh, dynamic you were saying between the uh, him and his first mate there? They were like, oh they weren't always gosh, on the I same page. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't remember her exact name, but I'm going to imagine that her name was Olga. Okay. <laughs> um, and <laughs> because they were like, like she always seemed like she was Russian or something. Yeah. Um, and because she, he, he just kept berating her. Like it was her first day doing this. And then his wife called while we were out. And his wife um, was telling us that there was the rain coming. And Olga's like trying to pull the anchor up from the beach where we were or something. And she's like, he says to her, his wife, I wish you were just here. She doesn't know what she's doing. Right in front of us <laughs> so she could hear? Yeah. Well, I don't know if Olga heard, but we He wasn't heard. trying to mask it. If she heard, she heard, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, frustrating day on the uh, on the water for uh, for our captain over there, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we so actually so he didn't. I want to get back to the part about the water being rough there. So the Dutch side was completely rough. We went over to the French side. It was flat, and it was like he's like he's like I've been doing this for four years with the. Cruise ships. Normally, I just do it with people that are staying at resorts. For four years, I've been doing it with the cruise ship. He said, "I have never on a cruise ship stay in the eight hours that you're in port. I have never made it over here." Really? Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess he just normally concentrates on that Dutch side because he's guaranteed he can get back quicker. But, um. It, it did take, actually, from where we were, once it started raining on the French side, I would say it probably took a good hour, 20 minutes to get back from the French side over to the ship. Oh, geez. Was this going to turn into a Gilligan's Island thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, a, I got a couple videos on my phone of the ride back where we're splashing up and down. And actually, I have a picture. We were, we were on our way back to the ship. I could see the ship in front of us. I was probably like five miles away or something like that. And then I could see it clear as day. And then it's not raining where we are. And then all of a sudden I can't see the ship. 
oh wow yeah <laughs> like i'm like oh okay so that's rain up there <laughs> yeah no it does make sense from personal experience i could say that i've spent some time on that on that island and um orient beach well orient beach is on the french side and it is quite possibly the most beautiful beach i've ever kind of seen with the landscape and everything in the water i did do a jet ski there and it was a nightmare to, to to run the jet ski because it was just so choppy you couldn't really get anything going and it was just so like you know it was rough it was just rough to jet ski and that's on the french side as opposed to uh, great bay beach which is the beach where you can see the cruise ship from always smooth sailing that's the dutch side so i guess it does make sense usually but i guess not on this particular day yeah, which he said that that is very rare. That combination is not normally what happen. Right, happens. Yeah, um, that French side, just from seeing it from the water, you know, it definitely seems like the Dutch side is cleaner. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I had my first time to St. Martin also. Well, it's uh, just I, I learned a lot. Like one of my favorite things to do, I've said it on the podcast. You probably heard me say it, it's just is just to. Um, as opposed to St. Thomas, where St. Thomas is my favorite island. But one thing I'm going to give up to St. Martin is the fact that if you get in a cab, if somebody's going to carry you around in a rickshaw, whatever it is, whoever's driving you, they have so much pride in their island and they talk it up so much and they will just give you all the information they have with a smile. They talk every single cab I've ever been in is always just giving you so much information. And they did that. They did say that, that they say interesting. It's not hostile per se, but there is like a slight rivalry between the two sides because a French emulates the french side emulates the the mind of the french people and that is really just natural beauty take things as it is relax uh don't don't worry about the newest and the latest and greatest just be beautiful and have it be as it is whereas the dutch they're just industrious hard-working forward-thinking people and they are just trying to build and build and build and i'm sure that's why they you know they're working on all the cleanliness they have people working around around non-stop of just trying to keep the thing pristine keep it clean keep it um you know i guess they're trying to always expand they're building hotels whereas the french side there's i think there's a rule on the french side you can't even go higher than two stories i think because they're just trying to keep the coastline natural but that makes sense to what you just said though yeah and you know they're actually you ever heard of um that resort uh dreams resorts it doesn't ring a bell, no, right, not right now, no. It it's like a big, all inclusive name. They're at, and they've never put a, as far as I know, an all inclusive on a Dutch island. Yeah, um, and they're putting one in Saint Martin. Okay, uh, on the Dutch side, sort of near Maho. Yeah, um, but this is about this is a cruising podcast. Maybe I should stop talking. No, that's okay. <laughs> we talk about it all, but they yeah, they they're embracing more forward thinking things in terms of vacation, in terms of industry. And it's interesting too because um the the French still have a little bit of a feeling of superiority, but that's weird too because the French rely on the Dutch while the French don't want to build out and don't want to expand or pro- progress with a lot of the industry. They need the Dutch because that's where the jobs are. So at the same time, it's contradictory because they don't like the progress, but they need the progress. So they cross over to the Dutch side, and that's where a lot of them work, interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the port there, it just seemed very clean, too. It's a little bit – yeah, I mean, the only thing about it is it it was hard to navigate if you want to go walk out on the street. Um, 
yeah, getting out on the street, we had that problem. That's what we were. We were ready to walk to Great Bay Beach downtown area in the rain, but we made yeah. one wrong turn and we hit a fence. We turned around and go back, went back, and that's when we caught up with you guys. We just bumped into you guys. Yeah, so we got lucky. Um, well, on the way out, we were walking out. We're like, "How the we're, we got? The, I got this group of twelve people behind me. I'm like, how do we get out of here?" Um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, "Man, all right, this is not starting off well." People think I'm some bambling idiot. Don't even know how to walk through a gate. Um, so, wow. yeah. Um, and so we had to walk through like some area where taxis and buses were in this cage to get out i don't even know if we were supposed to walk through there or not but yeah. there were other people walking through um but so on the way back we had to so on the sorry on the way out we had to walk like a half mile down the road to some a restaurant with a marina behind it um to get on to the boat the catamaran for the day when we came back now this guy is not through the cruise ship he was actually able to pull up at a dock by the cruise ship and literally just dump us right out into the complex there at the port, um, which is apparently a big no-no if you're not through the cruise ship. Really? Oh, so they weren't yeah. the certified water taxis? <laughs> no. He pulled up to the water taxi spot Okay. Um, and just let us all off there. And he said the reason why he was okay with doing that is because the people of St. Martin don't like the rain, so they're not going to come out and stop him. <laughs> you got to love people like that. Yeah, see, that's a score right there. A little, yeah. um, a little uh, cut through yeah. the red tapes type of scenario. Good for him and good for you guys. Um, all right, so, yeah. so, all right, so that was that. That happened. What, what did you guys, uh, to, to wrap it up, what did overall, because everybody, like I said, we all did mesh very well, but we all did have a different cruise experience. So I guess my question, I guess before we jump out of here is, just give me a couple highlights. What did you think, whether it's with the group or without the group, just in general, Adventure of the Seas, Eastern Caribbean sailing, what were some of yours and Kara's highlights from that trip? Um, well, okay, I got to start with this. And, you know, at the beginning of the cruise, Kara uh, and I were sort of like a little ghostly because we were, I guess, in all of our room. Yeah, um, Unders- the, understandably. The yeah, the first day, I don't know if you can remember, you just couldn't find us. The first, well, the first day in port and, the sec- and, the, and that sea day. Yeah, but you, we were, texting, you like- were texting me telling me about the room, and I totally understood why. I got it. I totally got it. I would probably, you're talking about your uh, giant balcony, which we ended up hanging out on, and, you know, the room, and just having literally so much space, and just, <laughs> you could have yeah, took a trip yeah, to Ikea that- and brought some furniture on with you. <laughs> yeah, now, that that's the first aft view um i've never i've ever had and you know i've had some side view side balconies on a um on the hump and stuff that are nice but that is by far the biggest balcony that i've ever seen and apparently they get bigger than that on most aft of a ship because that's you know they're on that voyager class they got the like construction set up in the back right um with the did you see that the metal bars going across yes Yeah, so they they have that happening, and so that 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 was the first highlight of it. I mean, the second thing is, 
you know, Kara and I, like I said, we were we were nervous and just like you were probably ten times more than us about how everybody's going to mesh together. Right. Um. So we were like, this cruise could either go awesome or it could go horribly wrong, and we got to sit around with these people and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the group that we were with made it a lot better. Um, as you and I talked, Adventure of the Seas is a little bit. Um, dated and missing some things to keep the action alive yep um and i think our group was able to overcome that yeah and by the third day that was completely not noticeable totally uh, totally and yeah i mean royal caribbean i just i actually did a review uh with cruise radio so i reviewed that sailing and i did you know as first of all i will say i did kind of say that I, I don't know if it was my best cruise i think it might have been my favorite cruise ever but i know i never had a cruise better than that it was at least tied but i will say that there was some things that royal caribbean um you know i felt like they they left to be desired having said that but again also i knew that i wanted this itinerary i knew i wanted this group of people together and i was almost happy sort of happy that it was a basic ship because I was hoping that would kind of force us to kind of maybe, you know, very rarely a plan comes together exactly how you want it to. And it kind of did on this one, man. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely did. Um, you know, if I, when I have my itineraries in the future, um, that have St. Thomas in them, um, I will definitely not need the drink package because I can jam it all in on that day. (laughs) What is the name what is the name of that bar? I I just wanted to ask you, what is the name of that bar we went to? Because they had like three dollar rum and cokes that they were doing half and half. Which bar? The bar before the crew before the uh, we got on, or the bar at the top of the mountain? Um, the bar before we got on. That yeah. that was the tap and still. Okay. Yeah. Ironically enough, we went to both tap and stills on the island. I didn't even realize we were doing that. See, the issue oh. was is that he took us. He didn't do exactly what I wanted us to do, and I think there was a miscommunication. It affected me zero, but what I was hoping to have happen was we would drive around, hit a few different viewpoints at, on the mountain. Uh, a few different places do have those bars. Now, we went to the nicest one, but there was a, a couple of other viewpoints where there are other banana daiquiri bars and you know whatever, but... What he did was he went up the mountain and we were having a blast and then he went down the mountain and we were in the car, in the truck without stopping for a good 45 minutes or so. And then he took us right to Red Hook, which was the place I wanted us to land and end up. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So like, I don't know why he did that. I was like, what are we doing here? He's like, you're in Red Hook. You said Red Hook. I was like, no, I said, that's where we wanted to land and end up after the mountaintop crawl. Well, so you know what? I'm happy with Red Hook because that's where I got the pizza. <laughs> yeah, so Red Hook, yeah, so that's fine. So Red Hook was, um, we would have got the pizza anyway, Scott. <laughs> but yeah. but the, the, I, uh, the, 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 the tap and still we, was at both places. So we went to the tap and still in Haven Site, and then we went to the tap and still in um, Red Hook as well. Yeah, I mean, just so if anybody is looking for it, if you're looking for pizza in St. Thomas, Senor Pizza has got it made yeah. definitely is the place to go well you are pretty hammered too but you know well that's still okay good <laughs> bad, bad pizza is good pizza either way it doesn't make a difference right yes it's all pizza and it's all good yeah but no so let's just do it though thumbs up from scott on uh senior pizza yes absolutely i'm gonna go leave leave a yelp review <laughs> absolutely so what else what else was the highlights overall with the cruise 
Um, you know, I wasn't part of this in San Juan, um, but because Kara and I did a resort for a day thing, but getting it's all around revolving around St. Thomas here. Colin and Doug showing up there. Yes. Um, that was awesome. Um, you know, I thought I was, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. I thought I was going to be more excited to see Doug, but I got to say Colin was pretty darn awesome because he kept the party started or got the party started and kept it going all day. Um, the man's a machine. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, it's sort of good probably that I wasn't around for the San Juan part of it because I can't even imagine if what I would have been like if I would have gone two days like that. See, that's the thing. I cruised with Colin before, and he's always been that way. The life of the party, the like, just so boisterous, just from his presence too. Just walking in, he just starts ordering people around, uh, telling people, "What do you? Do? Hey, you get over here. You're doing a shot with me. Hey, don't you spill this." I'll spill. He just kind of like calls the shots, but then he. Uh, he went a little dark in San Juan. It got late, and I was like, oh, oh, Colin, you know, Doug's going to have his hands full with Colin. But he bounced back strong. In, uh, he bounced back yeah. strong in, in, in St. Thomas. Yeah, and then, like, back to the pizza place. You guys are already all loaded up in the truck. Here comes Colin pulling me out of the pizza place saying, man, what are you doing? Let's go. <laughs> so, we, so he was useful. All right, yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. Sorry, I keep going back to that. No, no, that's fine, man. That's fine. Uh, and then obviously, I can't, you can't say enough about how you and Kara. I got to talk about Kara at that quest because she had. Did Kara play sports? Um, yeah, she did. She hold on, where is she? Kara, what what sports did you play? Oh, she was a cheerleader. She also coached gymnastics. Okay. Wait, she she had to play gymnastics if she coached it, though, right? Or no? Uh, she did both, yeah. Okay, cool. Because she just had all, she had the same look in her eye as I have when I'm unpacking and getting the suitcase under the bed. It was like workmanlike. She was coordinating that whole quest, and she had that, like, you know, that, that Michael Jordan stare in her eye, like, saying, like, I'm not going to lose. Uh, we're not losing this quest. Now, yes, nobody ever knows who wins the quest, because it's all for fun, and you can barely even realize what the score is anyway, but... Yeah, it's rigged. Yeah, it's rigged, but the focus, the level of focus she has is uh, to be admired. Let's just say that. Very, very competitive, and uh, that I was impressed by both of you guys. Yeah, well, uh, Joe got, almost got in trouble because uh, Kara thought Joe was trying to get with me when he did that uh, belly flop, and yeah, so he if, was put on the warning list. And what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, and you can go on the Always Be Both the Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook, and you could see the quest was having like a little as it as it does a chaotic moment. Everybody's running around, and I think the thing was getting your favorite sexual position. And Scott was out; he was like all he was all alone out there. And nobody knew what was going on. It was kind of chaotic. People are running around trying to position themselves. It's doggy style going on. It's like, you guys know what the quest is. And then out of nowhere, like a hero from the from the stands, Joe Glow comes out of nowhere and does a full on belly flop onto Colin. Colin, there may have been, may or may not have been a confirmed toe curl. Oh, and it was me, Scott. No, I wish Colin was there. Oh my God, I'm calling you, Colin. Yeah, I'm out of my mind. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's out of control. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I don't know where that toe curl came from. <laughs> <laughs> Kara showed me showed me the video when she said something today. Yeah, and I'm like, w- w- what's happening right here? My toe 
my toe is going in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to check it out, you could see it on the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. Uh, you do have to wait for it a minute, and then I do back it up and slow motion it so you could see the nice uh, slow approach and mount from Joe Glow as well. Um, but that's about it, man. I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. I really do. And, uh, man, I'm having some uh, withdrawal right now, as you are. Anything else you got before we, uh, before we break? Um, no, I, I'm just really trying to hold back from having to put another cruise in somewhere to <laughs> satisfy myself. Um, it, and I, you know, I guess the one thing, since this is going on the podcast here, just shout out to that whole group that went with us. Um, it couldn't have been a better time. Um, never, never thought, um, that the whole group, Chris and Jonathan and everybody, we all mesh, mesh so well. And then Notorious D.E.B. Notorious um, D.E.B. Dougie, De- Debbie Parker, the party starter. <laughs> and yeah, so um, it was just, it, it, it was a great time. Um, there'll be more. Um, maybe one day we'll get to a point after about 20 of these things where we have a Pirates and Pier Runners one cruise like uh members only cruise <laughs> oh like a vip vip right okay gotcha <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe adventure of the seas will still be around and then we'll have revamped it a whole bunch and we can get right back same itinerary same ship sorry that's wishful thinking no but that's uh man either way it's uh it was a good run and uh you know you yeah. uh, for, so let's just put it out there for so i know you can't make it but for anybody thinking about part two you is that a strong recommend um part two part two for the uh carnival one no when we do yeah when we do would you recommend anybody else you know based on the time you had would you recommend doing a pirates and pier runners absolutely yeah i mean you you gotta you gotta do it i mean the whole group i already know these people that are going on it that were on this cruise um know how to have a good time yeah um forget forget the ship forget the itinerary just the people um, the itinerary is awesome because now that I'm saying St. Thomas and everything, if St. Thomas is in the itinerary, it's good. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to anybody that's in this group. And if you're not on it, you should really rethink your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait till you guys see the montage. You guys are going to love this. If I could download these freaking pictures to my computer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm having this real struggle with, uh, not posting some of these pictures of this whole group <laughs> on my regular Facebook because these people are my people. The, the people just don't understand cones. Yeah, like we 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 love cruising. They're like, look at this nerd. Everything you do with cruising, posting all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sell. You know what I mean? I forgot. I have my friends too who are non cruisers. I just you know just don't. They're like, what do you? Yeah, don't worry about it. Just let it go. Leave it. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, I I, w- I was training somebody for work. And I was listening to one of the podcasts in the car because I'm driving around all the time. Oh, and yeah, it's 20 minutes late into it. He like looks over at me. He's like, "What the hell are you listening?" To? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Oh man, that means we're doing something right. As long as normal yeah. people don't get us, then we're in we're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. I'll let you, you get this wrapped up here. All right, so we just heard from Doug and Scott. So that's pretty much it. The last couple of days, St. Martin was the last port of call. 
And uh, we had some fun that day too. And then that night, we continued to have fun. And uh, it was really a really good time. So that was day six was St. Martin. Seven and eight were the last two C days. And day nine was the morning we got home. So let's talk about it. I'll say this. Day, I talked about it before how I couldn't believe how good I was feeling. And I don't really know what to attest that to. And I'll, I'll say a few things. It could have been the fact that I had done right by my body and lost so much weight. Could have been that cleanse that I did where I totally gave my digestive system a, a, a rest. Um, it could have been the fact that I did continue to work out. It, of course, the fact that you're at sea helps it because you're just in a better overall mood. Here's a sleeper reason why I felt good about it. Did I mention this already? I may have. But I it's just Tito's is around so much. You end up because everybody's ordering Tito's. I do not love Tito's. I have gotten a little bit of a tolerance for it and acquired a taste for it because it's just everywhere you go. I went back to Grey Goose, which was my old reliable, and I was just unloading on Grey Goose. And honestly, I think that had something to do with it. I think Grey Goose vodka just sits better with me than Tito's or any other vodka for that matter. And it was really kind of working out for me. It really was. It was going down nicer. It was smoother. And I think that definitely helped me out. So that was that. So now we're on the second to last sea day. And that was Friday. So let's talk about Friday. Um, What happened so we got after it that St. Martin night. We got after it pretty good. I'm trying to remember exactly what we did. You know how these cruises are, especially if you're having some drinks. They all kind of run together. But I know we got after it a little bit extra on night six, uh, which was St. Martin night. So I woke up still where I needed to be. Like, I don't know. Have you ever had that thing where you sleep a couple hours, you wake up, you're still kind of in the bag? And again, new listeners, listen to me. Okay, let me say this, guys. Let me let me say this. How about this? Believe this or not? Ready for this? How about I tell you this? You want me to tell you something? Are you ready? I haven't drank since the cruise. What do you think of that? So I could tell. I know people understand me, and they understand my drinking habits, and they understand what I'm saying when I say I'm not a like an alcoholic alcoholic where I gotta have you know. A glass of scotch or a six pack before bed every night. No, I don't do that. I drink when it's a party. Well, just so happens it was an eight day party. So that's what I did. I drank those eight days pretty much. But on this day, so I wake up still drunk from the night before. And um, it just so happened that this was the morning that the Elvises were going to happen. So that's what did happen. We enjoyed the Elvises immensely. And I woke up took a shower, and went right back to the Grey Goose. So I was riding out the drunk from the night before. And the Elvises were killing it. The day the the, the, the sun had broke, so the, the clouds and rain of St. Martin had parted. And now it's a beautiful day, but now it's extra humid, really hot and really humid. And we're trying to enjoy some Elvises. This is our first taste of Elvises' performances we're at the Sky Bar. We're trying to position ourselves for a seat to see this 11 o'clock a.m. show. Now, I'll tell you this. It wasn't that good. Why wasn't it that good, Tommy? You've been waiting for these Elvises. You like Elvises. They sound talented. Why didn't you like them? Well, because it was really hot. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just adjusting here. Because it was really hot. And on the Lido deck, for whatever reason, 
there was there was sound issues. They just the sound quality was not. Jeez, are we all right? Sorry, uh, the sound quality wasn't there. So that's what we were battling, and he just couldn't also couldn't get a good seat because everybody was kind of like clamoring to see the Elvises. But you could tell how talented they were. It just wasn't the best experiences. But they did tell us that there was going to be another Elvis show that evening, and it was going to be in the uh, Studio B. So they they said they disclaimed it. They said, all right, it's going to be open to the Elvis people, the people who paid for the Elvis cruise, which we were not. But if they didn't fill it up and you had to, you know, no offense, I love Elvis, but, you know, you're already on your ninth day of uh, eighth day of Elvis. You're probably uh, okay with maybe sitting out a show. So they were banking on that. So saying, like, all right, we're going to let the people who are on the cruise for the Elvis go in first. If their seat's left over, we will let the general public into another Elvis show. That one I did make, and that one I was very, very impressed with. That was when you saw it uh, really unfold, and it was really good, and you saw how talented those people were. You heard that with the Doug situation, that Doug's the, the Doug interview already. Um, and then that was pretty much it. Now, that one night after that is when I finally, finally, after s- seven days, six and a half days on the seventh day, I started to crash. That was when it started to catch up to me, and about 5 or 6 o'clock, I had a decision to make. What am I going to do? Am I going to plow through, or am I going to take a day of rest, a night of rest, because I drank during the day, so it wouldn't be a full day of rest. It would be the night of rest. So my decision was is that, you know what, as much as I'm FOMOing and I want to keep the party going, and people are drinking, people are boozing, people are having fun, let me take this night. Let me take this night off. And let me live to fight the last day, the final day of the cruise. So that's exactly what I did do. I didn't drink that night. Woke up. Now, Saturday morning, basically our last full day of the cruise, last day of the cruise, I woke up early, got something to eat, had some coffee, hydrated, felt way better. And then I sprinted around the cruise ship getting pictures and videos so I could do a, a ship tour on YouTube, which, I don't know, may or may not be beneficial since they're refurbishing the thing anyway and it's going to be obsolete soon. But I still did it. We still got some time. It's going to be happening next year, 2020. So we got a year of, you know, hopefully a year of making this thing happen. So that's the deal. So so I ran around and then around maybe, you know, I was texting with Nicole. Nicole had already started drinking. This is the last day, man. We're finishing strong. So we did that. The whole rest of the day, we finished strong. We had a great time. There was nothing really crazy to speak of on the last day. We didn't do anything crazy. Uh, We didn't even really get together for dinner. Um, But we did do a last sunset get-together. I did get a picture there. We didn't get a great picture because it's uh, still, we didn't have everybody. I couldn't. I couldn't get everybody in the damn picture. Man, the anxiety I kept having. But it was what it was. And we had a great last day deep, deep, deep into the night. Guys, this was an amazing cruise. I don't really know how to say it. I'm going to do the best off the cuff to just, you. Uh, I guess, uh, I was going to say eulogize everybody. No, just talk about everybody. Uh, my friends know who they are. You know what I mean? Nicole, this is like, what are we going on here? Three cruises now. She's a solid cruise uh buddy a solid roomie a co-pilot somebody who i know i could rely on and know where she's gonna be she knows where i'm gonna be um 
you know, we, we kind of are a good roommate pair because we, you know, I think we both kind of operate at the same cleanliness level pretty much. Um, and ever since we had that one promenade view stateroom, yeah, we established that. It was a good, it's a good, been a good run with Nicole. Nicole, man, I hope she continues to cruise with us. I think there's probably a situation where she's getting a little serious with her boyfriend. I shouldn't say getting. She's been serious with her boyfriend, but, you know, this guy's probably a good guy. But, uh, you know, how many times is he going to let her let his girlfriend go run around uh, the Caribbean with, uh, you know, a bunch of savage whack job guys, whatever. But we'll see. Uh, I told her, bring the guy. You know what I mean? See if he can handle it. See if he could uh, see if he could roll with uh, the likes of myself, the same code shows. You know what I mean? Everybody else that we're going to cruise with. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for Pirates and Pier Runners 2, 3, 4, 5. They're going to be bigger. They're going to continue to get bigger. But like we talked about with Scott, there's always going to be something. Something very special about the first one that is not going to be able to be duplicated by the others. In many ways, they'll be better. They'll be better ones. But in a certain way, in that one kind of like pop the cherry way, this is going to be one for the ages. And it's going to be a memorable one. And we're all going to look back at this one. If they could all be half as good as this one, we're successful. Chris Cancel, a.k.a. CJ Papito. Man, what a cruise cohort. We've been going at it since 2015. Yes, he's banned from Carnival. And yes, he's a wackadoo. You never know what you're going to get from this guy. He's out of his mind. He's going to lay on the floor in the middle. of. You don't know what Chris is going to do. And sometimes it's funny and crazy and wacky and, you know, leads the charge. Sometimes it's head scratching. Like, what, Chris, Chris, what are, you, what are you doing, Chris? But... Every single time, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's interesting. Former Rookie of the Year, Jonathan. Holy crap, Jonathan. Jonathan is like Chris, only a little more normal. (laughs) Not really. I mean, we're all crazy. Who are we kidding? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Jonathan, I feel like even more than me, too, is a little bit more. He's got a little bit of a... Uh, he he's got to listens to reason a little bit more. He makes sense sometimes, even when we're not making sense. He kind of makes sense sometimes, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't, but hopefully it'll make sense because he makes sense. Yeah, we're all over the map. But Jonathan, I'll tell you, is a great, great cruise buddy. And this is multiple cruises that we've been on with him now. He was the rookie of the year. And one of my favorite moments, you know, where Jonathan went from rookie of the year to you know, borderline MVP was, by the way, Chris, um, Jonathan's gold. And, uh, you know, if a gold member asks you to do something, you got to do it, right? I mean, shout out to Jonathan. He's a gold member. Uh, that's a little inside joke because they screwed up the uh, the loyalty program rankings on each of their cards. So Jonathan crushed it out of the park the night before we got into San Juan. I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't know if it was just natural, but we were on our way to San Juan and the DJ was playing a lot of San Juan music, like artists like Bad Bunny, uh, Tego Calderon and things like that. And Jonathan was in that freaking nightclub 
rapping every word. It was pumping me up. I was getting all amped up because Jonathan knew every word, and I was just pissed because I didn't know the words, but I loved it, and I wanted to be able to sing it, but I couldn't because I had no idea what they are really saying. But Jonathan, at one point, was just nailing every single line, and that had me hyped. We were freaking enjoying that that night before, that sailing to San Juan. And then, of course, San Juan itself, Jonathan's like the mayor. He's running around, his friends, his family members, everybody's coming to pay respect. We're having a great time on the rooftop. So Jonathan really, really did his thing this cruise, as he always does, man. Jonathan is a, he's like a good cleanup hitter, man. He's, he's going to knock in those runs every single time. Um, who else? Uh, my nightmare right now is if I forget somebody. I'll talk about Scott and Kara together. What a great couple. They're a little different. It's crazy. Scott is very, as you heard, happy-go-lucky, fun, uh, good time. Uh, he's up for anything at any time. Come as you are. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. Smile. See, Scott's always smiling. Kara, uh, on the other hand, to the contrary, fun, great girl, hysterically funny girl. But you don't want to. You don't want to upset her. Let's just let's say it like that. You don't want to upset Kara. She'll look through you. She'll decimate you with her eyes just by one look. I remember I was trying to get her on camera once uh, just for like the montage purpose or whatever. And I just go, hey, Kara, nothing. Kara, nothing. Kara, what? And then she sees I'm taking the little quick little video and she went into high school. Oh, like she she like turned, she realized and she went into sweet mode. But the, the initial reaction was, I'll kill, call my name again and I'll kill you. And then, yes, she has that sarcastic wit that, you know, if you stand in front of her for long enough, you're going to get decimated. She wrecked me on the promenade one time. She abused me top to bottom. She told me, um, what's with your haircut? Start embracing the season of your life you're in and get a real haircut. Uh, she told me that uh, my shorts were unacceptable. She told me that, um, uh, well, she, rightly so. Listen, guys. I did it for what do you want me to tell you? You want me to lie to you? I could lie to you all day. I'm just not gonna. What I did was I freaking put self-tan around my legs and I quit at the ankles. Okay? Quit at the ankles. Most people, eh, whatever. Let it go. Maybe they noticed. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they noticed and were like, oh, I guess Tommy uh was wearing shoes when he was in the sun. Or maybe Tommy self-tans and he's She's like, are you wearing self-tanner? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just put on. She's like, yeah, that's fine you put on. Just get your feet. Why didn't you get your feet? Great girl. Amazing contributor to everything. But yeah, she doesn't, let's just say, she doesn't suffer fools very well. Let's just put it like that. Great addition. Scott and Carrot, thank you so much for coming. Um, Let's talk about Mallory. Mallory was semi-active in the group i didn't really know what to expect but she seemed like a nice girl she was active and she was fun and she was you could tell that mallory was really looking forward to the cruise and everything i'm gonna say everything that i expected from mallory she pretty much delivered on mallory was mallory uh she had a couple of crazy nights where she went in in and you know was working the dance floor and then she had a bunch of nights where she was kind of just chill and relaxed and and did her thing but either way, Mallory was very engaged the whole entire time, having a blast, and it was so good to have Mallory on board with us. I'll say big shout-out to Suja and Dana. 
Suja and Dana, we met on a previous cruise, and I could not be more pumped about how that whole thing transpired where I met them uh, as I was having a temper tantrum in a van on the way to the Bob Marley Museum in Jamaica. I was with Beatrix, and they duped me, said they were going to. I talked about this a lot, but whatever. I won't bring it up again. But anyway, we stayed in touch, told them about my podcast, saw them around the ship here and there. Um, at first, when we saw Dana, he was a little quiet as I was having my temper tantrum in the in the truck. Dana was just asking, hey, man, you got any beer up there? Got to listen to this jerk off behind me yelling and might as well have some beer, which I totally get. But we had a good day. We had a good rest of our vacation, and we just stayed in touch. And uh and 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 Suja started listening to the podcast. I don't know how locked in Dana was, but I know Suja was listening. And uh, they ended up on the cruise. And the minute they booked, it was like, that happened fast. They went from like zero to 60. They were like, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? To, hey, I'm interested in the group cruise. To, hey, I'm booked and paid in full with a balcony. And that was awesome. Shout out to Jeff and Julia. Julia, here's one thing Julia probably doesn't know that I was not necessarily in a rush to tell her at the time. Julia, you are the first single solitary human being booked on this cruise. Nobody was booked before Julia. I didn't even know I was going. I wasn't sure this was even going to happen. I put it out there, started advertising. Julia stepped in and said, yeah, I'll go. Julia, you were the first person booked. And I knew Julia from the room, and she's pretty active in the room and a super cone and everything like that. I didn't know much about Jeff. I didn't know what to expect from Jeff. But what a great dude Jeff was. Great guy. Great guy. Um, very, very chill. Julia, you were like a favorite of like Beatrix, and uh, Nicole loved you as well. Just very easy to talk to. Jeff is the same way. Talked to them about business. Got a lot of good advice from them. Literally from the start, from the night of the dinner, they were really cool, really, really enjoyable to get along with. You know, they did their own thing. They did a good mix. They did a good mix of hanging with the group, but then also doing their own thing, which is I, I, I like that because I want people to know that. I want people to know that you don't necessarily have to find yourself engaging across every single solitary thing we do. You know, you engage when you want. You break away when you want, and that's the way it should be. Um, Matt and Thelma, come on. Are you kidding me? I've met them before this cruise. Uh, one of the one of the main reasons there is always be booked because Matt has always been a huge supporter. Not only because he's booked cruises with me, some you know several cruises with me and 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 European cruises with me, but more because his advice and because he's been a you know emotional supporter too. He wrote me a long email while he was on bo- while he was on board one day, and believe me. It meant a lot to me, and believe me, it wasn't just lip service. It wasn't just something I was like, oh, yeah, sure. This guy doesn't really know. He did know. He did understand. He walked the walk. He talked the talk. He had been in my position before, transitioning from working for somebody else to kind of going and doing your own thing, and uh, what he did say was was very inspirational, and same exact thing, hanging out with him, the one-on-ones with him. You know it was cool watching Matt, uh, you know, He's a real addict of the sea, and you know he loves being at sea. Same thing with Thelma. What a great couple they are. You know, Thelma is no stranger to going after the booze a little bit, right, which we love. Matt is not a drinker, and together they work perfectly. We had some good times in that Irish pub, English pub. We had some great times in the casino. We had some great times at dinner and at the Sky Bar. 
great couple, Matt and Thelma. I want to thank you guys so much for coming. Mean the world to me. Let's talk about Big Paul Ewing and his brother Stephen. Brother Stephen was a little bit of a man of mystery, okay? Not a lot of words, didn't say a whole lot, but Paul, man, I didn't know what to expect from Paul. Paul, you got to understand, you used to have that giant beard, and that was your profile picture. So it was like, all right, you know, you look great, but man, all right, this guy's a mountain man. Is he going to bring the lasso and ra- lasso us all up? Or, you know, he was just a big country guy. And he did the cowboy hat on and the beard down to his chest. And we were like, wonder what to make of Paul. You know what I mean? Could be a lot of fun. We'll see. Uh, he didn't have the beard. He shaved the beard, but he was, Paul was a lot of fun. Paul's deadly in the, in the English pub. Paul would lurk solo. And he's a little bit of a sniper. He would be rolling up on chicks, and she seemed to be a little popular with the ladies in a sleeper way. He must have that Texas game, Paul Ewing. And Steven was a lot of fun, too, hanging out. Like I said, Steven, man of few words, but always with always with us every step of the way in the mountaintop as well. Uh, we had dinner with Steven one night at Johnny Rockets. There was only four of us. Um, it was nice getting to know him during that during that time as well. And that was great. But Paul is already booked on Pirates and Pier Runners 2. And I'm hoping to get some more people to do that as well. Um, who else we're talking about? We're talking about Sandra. You know about Sandra, right? Sandra, however you want to call it. Sandra is an always be booked legend in the short time she's been in the mix. You know what I'm saying? She's been on the show. She supported the show so much. She was one of the first people booked on this cruise. She took a leap of faith on going on this cruise she's never gone on a solo cruise before and she's never cruised non-balcony before she had her own room she said let me roll the dice see what's going on and let me see if we can make something happen here and she did it was a blast she had a blast sandra i could tell from the beginning that me and her uh, would be good friends you know what i'm saying like she's a very i'm a sarcastic asshole ball breaker and she is the type of girl that is not uptight about that she takes it she has fun and we had a lot of late night parties me nicole chris even paul came in a couple times we went on the balcony you know that one time we got in trouble one night they uh yelled at us uh next door did i mention this yet um, if I did, I apologize, but I'll say, you know, we got a, we got a wall banged on by the people next door and I'm, you know, a little drunk and a little inconsiderate. So I do apologize, but I yelled for them to go around cause there's no door on this side. Yeah. It's an old Mitch Hedberg joke, but who's keeping track here? So, um, but Sandra, she'd be having a good time, always having a good time, always having fun. I got footage of her jumping up and down on the bed. Um, you know, St. Thomas, she went a little too far, but she's going to remember, take what she learned, and bounce back strong because she's already booked on Pirates and Pier Runners 2 as well. So that was Sandra. Sandra's pleasure cruising with you, and it's awesome. We're happy we became friends. Um Joe Glow. Now, this was the international man of mystery, okay? This guy, I did not know what to make of Joe Glow, Joseph Glorioso. I got a friend, by the way, I grew up with, a pair of brothers, Michael and uh, Stephen Glorioso. Uh, Good guys, man. Good buddies of mine growing up, played football together. But uh, Joe Glow was uh, part of the Mallory fame. They would roll together, have a good time. But, um, you know, he was... 
Joe's a party guy, man. Let's call it that. Joe knows how to enjoy himself. He's a man of few words as well sometimes. I mean, he's talking. He's not shy, but he, he consolidates his words. A lot of times, Joe, I don't know, Joe, Joe curses a lot. Joe very rarely speaks without throwing an F-bomb in there. He don't mean it hurt. He don't mean it hurtfully. He's just boisterous with it. You know what I mean? He comes with it. And Joe is one of those guys that makes moves that you don't expect him to make. Like, he'll do a little dance when you least expect him to do it on the pier at St. Thomas. You know, he'll make a wise crack that you don't even know is coming. He'll roll out in a shirt that says, Porchetta about it. Meaning, you know, porchetta, porchetta, whatever you want to pronounce it. Uh, an Italian gentleman, Italian descent. And uh, so he's got some sort of a meat affiliation, Joe. Correct me uh, if I'm just some sort of a meat background with the, with the, with the family business in that regard. And, uh, you know... Joe will also be the one that if you need somebody to demonstrate what your favorite sexual position in a quest game, Joe might be the one that come out of the crowd, fly onto the floor, jump, go airborne, and land on top of an unsuspecting Scott Stevenson, right? Much to the shock of wife Kara. Stuff might happen. You know what I'm saying? Just some good times. Uh, My buddy, my cohort, Many, many years of friendship. Uh, you know, the guy who came on this cruise, uh, who I've known longer than anybody else, big history, long history, one of my best friends, Joe DeRosa, came on this cruise. Uh, man, you want to talk about drug dealing somebody and getting somebody addicted to something? I did that with Joe DeRosa, I think, and I'll take very much pride in that. He doesn't leave downtown West Palm Beach. And he's been on four or five cruises in the last 16 months. Uh, And he loves it. I think cruising is just in his blood now. I think he loves it. I think he's already looking up different cruises. He's already done a solo cruise without me on Bahama Paradise. You got to be a real cruise crackhead to do that, okay? I did it. I'm a cruise crackhead. We know that. Joe's only been in the game 16 months or so. Solo cruise on Bahama Paradise. But Joe is a man who likes his relaxation and likes his nights. And because of this cruise and this crew and this group and everything like that, Joe decided that he was going to make an effort and be a part of a lot of the daytime shenanigans, let's call them. And he did, man. And he didn't. I think he liked it. You know, he he's, he's going to stretch his legs out a little bit more on the next one, I'm sure. He's definitely booking for Pirates and Pier Runners Part 2. And, uh, man, it was just a pleasure to cruise with all these people. You know, you had different levels. You know what I mean? Nicole, I've known for 10 years. Chris, I've known for seven years. Jonathan, I've known for a year or so. Joe, I go back 20 years with. You know what I mean? So to have somebody that I go back that far with was really nice to have. And Joe, it was a pleasure having you on this cruise and cruising with you as a whole. Okay? Let's talk about, you know, there was another group on this cruise with us. Okay? Um... We didn't know them before this cruise, but we started getting familiar with them in the whole Facebook process, I guess. We found out that there was a group of 50 or 60 people that were absolutely out of their minds, into crass humor. I got this one sending me pictures of them at some party. We don't even want to talk about these pictures they're sending me. But I realized right then and there that these people were one of us. They were part of the group that we, you know, at first we were like, all right, I'm not going to lie. Was this a swingers group? Be honest with you, I still don't know that they're not right now. 
I'm sorry. No, I know they're not swingers, but they just like to have themselves a good time. The way they put it was that they like drinks and crass humor. And you know what? You ain't going to get an argument from me out of either one of those things. And while we didn't get to be completely down with the whole group, maybe in the future we'll expand through the group and find more of the group and, and, and infiltrate them a little bit more and they'll infiltrate us a little bit more. But we did establish good friendships <clears throat> with Ann and Cassie. And Ann and Cassie, man, two fun people. Nothing's off limits. Nothing's too far. People enjoying life and everything that comes along with it. Let's give it up for Ann and Cassie. It was so good cruising with you guys. Um, who else? Who else are we going to say? Oh, I remember. There's another one, isn't there? Yes, there is. And I'm going to say it right now. The one who stole the show. The one who basically had us all by a couple of decades from a chronological standpoint, from an age standpoint. However, we could barely keep up with her, and that is the lovely, notorious D.E.B., a.k.a. Debbie Parker, the party starter. Of course I saved her for last on purpose because she stole the show. She came on this cruise by herself in her 70s, God bless her, and really showed us what it was like to take a drink a big, huge sip out of the cup of life. Would you believe when I told you this, she doesn't use the elevators? She woke up earlier than all of us. She was with us every step of the way at the St. Thomas Mountaintop Bar Crawl. She gave lifelong advice to the likes of me. She rolled with Doug, and she was very excited to see Doug, and she gave him uh, advice as well. She really really made the most of her cruise. She engaged with us all the time. When she wanted to go shopping and do something else, she did that. She walked around. Again, I remember leaving the Windjammer with her at one time, and so we would say, all right, we'll all meet up at a certain place at a certain time. And everybody kind of dispersed. But I see Debbie flying out of there, basically running past people, not just because she's trying to run, just because that's her pace. She walks fast. She goes right to the stairs. Man, she likes DC hip-hop. I mean, she really likes DC hip-hop. It's not a gimmick. She likes Rihanna. Um, we had a great time. We we embarrassed her a little bit, I think, when we had her. Um, we didn't even have her serenaded, but we kind of pointed to the guy to go to her. Uh, she got serenaded in San Juan, and uh, she seemed to like that. She does have strong opinions on what she likes in a cruise, and I think she wasn't, and I loved hearing it. I love that she admitted it, and she told me the real deal feedback. She did not love the Royal Caribbean cruise ship. She doesn't like the promenade, and she's excited to get on the carnival ship for the Pirates and Pier Runner 2, and she will be on, and she is already booked for Pirates and Pier Runners 2. And that is Debbie Parker, the party starter. So, so lucky to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Each of us on that cruise are better for having cruised with you, Debbie. And thank you again. And then again, anchoring the whole thing. We have to give it up one more time to Doug and Colin. They were not booked on the sailing, but almost what they did is bigger and better than being booked on the sailing. Flying in, two separate flights, hotels, and just giving us that great shot in the arm that was 
what they did in San Juan and St. Thomas. Okay, Jonathan, I got to give a huge thank you and a shout out to Jonathan's on-site in Puerto Rico family who gave us a beautiful tour, who treated us like we were one of their own. They took pictures of us. They directed photo shoots. They instructed us. They retook the pictures when they didn't like them. They yelled at us if we didn't get in the picture and then rewarded us by taking, when we did a good day of taking pictures and walking around, they rewarded us by directing us to a beautiful rooftop bar in San Juan. Gorgeous. Everything was great. And I have to, Give some credit to the king, King Marty. I mean, uh, when you talk about, I thought he was on the ship, to be honest with you. He was communicating with us so much, yelling at people for not going live, which I loved. And he was absolutely, at one point, he was printing out the daily itineraries for Always Be Booked based on the blog that I put out describing what our itinerary was, intergroup itinerary. He would put, okay, guys, you got this, don't forget, you got the sunset party here. To, uh, and, and that culminated one time when he, when Debbie was posting in the group that she forgot her towel. Marty's on land in Jersey, running around, typing everybody, you know, can we get a towel for Debbie? Please don't forget, if you're getting off the ship, you haven't gotten off the ship yet, make sure you bring a towel to Debbie. This is a guy in Jersey talking to us into the Caribbean. And, man, I appreciated that so much. I don't think he's going to make number two, but maybe he can make number three. Pirates and pier runners, Marty, you got to, you and Deb, you got to find your way on one of these things. Guys, that's pretty much it. I know I left stuff out. I know you'll probably hear it over the course of whenever. There'll be a story that I come up with that I remember that happened that I didn't bring up here. Um, There'll be all sorts of stuff that goes on. Uh, And I will continue to talk about this cruise only because I can't not talk about this cruise. This was, like I said, better than anything that I thought it would be. Better than anything I could have imagined. And uh, I want to thank everybody that was involved. Thank you guys so much. And all of you guys out there listening to this, I would love to have you be a part of this community. I would love to have you join the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook and join in on when we make the group cruise Facebook page. You join the page. Maybe you join the cruise, maybe you don't, but join the group. You're going to see. You know what? Maybe we'll tempt you, maybe we won't. There is a montage coming. And I really believe it's going to be done by Sunday. If I could get these damn photos and videos downloaded, I'm going to try to be proactive with that tomorrow. And I'm if I have to not leave the house on Saturday to get it done, I got to stay and get it done. But that's pretty much it. You guys are the best. The next show, we're going to be back to the regular format. We'll talk cruise news. We'll talk stories. We'll talk a main topic as far as, you know, like I said, with the format, mixing it in with the the new format, mixing in the cruise with the main topic. And we do have some emails, thankfully, that we will get to. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, Cones. Open, you take that jump. You don't feel the fall. When the water rises, you built a wall Open the crowd screams out, screaming your name Hope if everybody runs, you choose to stay Hope that you fall in love and it hurts so bad you
I'm 